Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nerds and geeks, hold on to your seats because it's about to go down. Welcome to Nerdorama, the voice of the nerd nation. I'm Mo Kelly, he's Tawala Sharp, and together we bring you your daily dose of nerd news, analysis, and conversations with the best and brightest of the nerdverse. Sex. Sex, 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 sex. It may sell, as they say, but we are so uptight about it in this country. I mean, even still, we are just as repressed and backward as ever. From gender to genitalia to who imaginary comic book characters are allowed to kiss, we're just so uptight about sex. If there was a tailor-made subject, politics and popular culture, comic books, and just outright cancel culture, dare I say, Superman in the comics and bisexuality. First, a lot of the media got the story wrong from the jump. They got it wrong by saying it was Superman, as in Clark Kent, who is now bisexual in the comics. That's incorrect. But that didn't stop people who were all uptight about sex from getting their panties and thongs in a bunch, pun intended. People were actually angry at the prospect that in a, of an imaginary being from an imaginary planet, which exploded, mind you, and this imaginary being from outer space who happened to land in Kansas and just happened to look like every other white person in Kansas, imagine the luck, decided to have imaginary interspecies sex with a human and chose a man. Superman is not even real and isn't even human in the comics, but the prospect of him kissing another man was just too much to conceive. That was the bridge too far. And that wasn't even the story, and y'all lost your collective damn minds. It got reported wrong. It is actually John Kent, the son of Superman, who is multi-species in nature. You know, air quotes, who is bisexual. I know it's complicated. An illegal alien with no right to work visa sit here over the border, wink, wink, as a child, not a DACA recipient, taken in by a family, hmm, raised as an American child, which he wasn't, got older, impregnated Lois Lane with super sperm. That didn't bother your political and moral sensibilities, but that anchor baby growing up, kissing another man, whoa, no, that's too much, that's too far, you're offended. Do you not hear yourself? Superman is not an American symbol. You want to adopt him, you want to make him that, but he's not. He's a comic book character. His family, his stories, his experiences, they're all fake. They're all made up. They're all imaginary too. How do I know this? Here's how. Because there's a black iteration of Superman who in the comics becomes president of the United States. 
born on Krypton, not in Hawaii, but becomes POTUS. You didn't ask to see his birth certificate. Why? Why? Because it's a damn comic book. There's a Russian iteration of Superman. You didn't protest that. You know, American symbol, Superman, Russian. Oh, my God. You didn't protest that. Why? Say it with me. It's a damn comic book. Superman even marched with BLM in a run of issues last year. Last year. You didn't know about that? Oh, oh, that didn't get your attention? And that's probably because, say it with me, because it's not real and it's a damn comic book. And it didn't have sex in it. And you're not all uptight about all those other things, but you're really uptight about sex. Have his son kiss another dude and then it's all about boycotting DC Comics. Do you hear yourself? But here's where you're really going to twist yourself into a pretzel. What if I told you the people who were the loudest about not censoring Dave Chappelle, not canceling Dave Chappelle, your words, you can't censor or cancel Dave Chappelle for making jokes about sex. The people who were loudest about that were the same people at the same volume trying to cancel, air quotes, DC Comics for using that same creative expression. You didn't catch that. You didn't catch that. The people who were loudest about making sure we don't cancel Dave Chappelle for his creative expression, regardless of whether we like the jokes or not, seemingly are the same damn people who are the loudest and most offended at DC Comics using its own same creative expression, but featuring an LGBTQ super son. I think they're the same people. No, they are the exact same damn people. And if the shoe fits, oh well, lace that mother father up and wear it. And if you are one of those same people in this, just be honest. It's not unfettered creative expression that you're fighting for, that you're upset about. Because if that were true, you would also support a gay Superman or Superboy. Support actively, openly. Because if it's about creative expression and not canceling people, not censoring people, your volume should be equal in both instances. But if it's not, you're just fighting against positive representations of LGBTQ people. Be honest. Be out with it, even. Well, I want to get your thoughts on this because I think people have the wrong impression of what comic books are and what they're supposed to be. Comic books, I don't know if they've ever been specifically for children. I know that they were news pop propaganda once upon a time. If you want to talk about Captain America and uh, Superman as far as fighting Hitler and the Nazis and so forth, we know that the comic book buyer today, average age is around 25 years old or so. So it's not really for children. And comic books have always been, to my mind, representative of the issues of society of the day. When Superman uh, fought the KKK in 1946, when he marched with BLM back in 2020. It was always about championing, I thought, the people who needed a champion. Is that wrong? That is absolutely right. When you look at characters like the X-Men who represent the different franchise or the disenfranchised civil rights movement, things like that have been prevalent in comics throughout comicdom, period. 
people have absolutely no idea who or what actually the Superman character is and was. Many people have conflated Superman with this American icon, which he never was. The whole thought of truth, justice in the American way, that started in radio reels. It didn't even start in the comics. It was something that was uh, uh, attributed to him. It was given to him after the creation of the character. Here's some pop quiz trivia. Did you know that one of the uh, co-creators of Superman was a Canadian? It's not even an American creation. But people have gotten it in their minds that Superman is some sort of American symbol, like the flag or something. And so if you portray Superman as black, if you portray Superman as somehow bisexual, that is offensive to me because you're saying, what, black and bisexual, that's not American? That's one conversation. And there's also the other conversation that if you think that Superman is representative of some sort of American ideal, you have deluded yourself. And my knowledge of the character and the genre pales in comparison to Tuala Sharp. But I know that Superman fought the KKK. I know that Superman uh, marched with BLM. So to call Superman woke in 2021 just means you're an idiot. That's about the only way I can put it. You are an idiot because Superman was a champion and is a champion in conception of everyone, those who can't fight for themselves. Humanity, period. Superman's entire goal, his reason for being on planet Earth is to bring about truth and justice, first and foremost, to humanity, fighting against the evils who would do humanity wrong not usa not the united states superman has broken international borders to save the day but if you know the story of superman the whole push and pull was the united states wanted superman to represent the united states and superman said hold up hold up i don't belong to you i belong to me i belong to the world yeah with all that as a lead-in this was the, uh, the discussion on Fox News. They were really, really upset that the DC Comics, who owns the intellectual property rights to Superman, the character, had the dirty nerve to exercise them and make changes to the character in the comic books. Listen to this. Well, you may have seen this headline, Superman. Uh, it's, you, it's no longer, what, you know the phrase, what a truth, justice, and... The American, American way. way. Absolutely. That's what it is. Well, not anymore. It's not allowed. In the, the, it is now truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Sounds like build back better or something, <laughs> right? What does that mean? <laughs> uh, we don't know. But this co- the latest uh, comic edition is changing it from truth, justice, the American way to truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Well, Dean Cain, our friend... Um, our Superman. Our Superman, <laughs> that's right, wrote an op-ed at Real Clear Politics about it, and here's what he said. He said, woke Superman's mission is neither bold nor brave, and here's a portion of the op-ed. He said, truth, justice, and the American way is no longer the catchphrase of Superman. The new phrase, truth, justice, and a better world. Okay, I'll buy that, but what's the vision that accompanies this more expansive view of social justice? What would make for a better world. Socialism, communism, forced equality. To me, a better world is one in which people have more freedom and independence, protection from government overreach and corruption, safety and security in a word, the idea... Pause it right there. Pause it right there. 
everything that Dean Kane was talking about was, I would say, local to America. You know, freedom from government. T- that's not Superman. Not that, <laughs> it, not that it's local to America, but it's also local to one political ideal. Come on. It is not local to just, hey, how about nerds and comic book folks who are just used to characters just representing what's good? What is wrong with saying truth, justice, and a better tomorrow? Is that so offensive? It is to Dean Kane. Let's keep listening. There is such a massive opportunity. You know, we talk about a positive way forward. There's such a massive opportunity. If you have just an ounce of risk tolerance, of entrepreneurialism, if you have an ounce of creativity, you can create a comic book company that buries D.C. You can create any type of company out there that actually reflects the views of the American people because increasingly these corporations have left behind the vast majority of their own consumers. Such an opportunity. You want a positive spin on this? Go start something that people want to buy. I promise you they're clamoring for it. They're waiting. People out there are just waiting. Where's my soft drink company? Where's my sneaker company? I forgive you. Please forgive me for saying the word but, sneaker. But, I, well, I never talk like that. That's a Okay, let's stop this there. Look, this is, we're talking about capitalism. He's wrong. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm quite sure there, from a political sense, there are people out there who would want a comic book company which reflected their conservative values. But we're talking about business the the whole idea that fox news thinks that all of a sudden there is just this clamoring of right-wing ideal comic books this is ridiculous well somebody should tell dean kane about the comic skaters and ask him how they're doing with their independent comics right now because they didn't want to be part of these woke mainstream uh comics and in the name of god if superman of all characters can't be woke who can? I don't know about you guys, but I grew up as a Batman fan, and it took me into getting mature to really appreciate what Superman was all about, and you can boil it down to decency. Yes. And a lot of people just don't seem to understand that it has nothing to do with the American way any more than uh, under God being added to the Pledge of Allegiance does. In the 50s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Superman is all about decency, not punching down. And Superman is everyone's. It's not anyone's it's not any one person it's not any one country it's not any one group of people superman was sent here in in the ideology and the canon of, of of comics to save the world if you if you will you know it's almost like a a, a jesus type character now i know fox news they might be confusing superman for zod because yes. zod on krypton yes. held those ideas that purity of race, that purity of, of a higher caste system and only having one belief system, that's the bad guys. They aren't equipped to appreciate the basic decency that informs all of Superman's stories and his ethos. And, you know, J- Joe Siegel and Jerry Schuster, why they wanted to make Superman in the first place. What I hate is people who obviously know nothing about the character trying to tell me what the character is supposed to be. So if you were listening to the Fox News clip and they said they should have a a conservative content creator, a comic book creator, they're already out there. You didn't know that, did you? They're already out there. But you have to understand the, the customer base of who's buying these, who nerds are. They're not concerned about the politics. They're just living their lives. Go ahead, 12. Remember when Captain America first came around, Captain America was 
was propaganda. Yes, it was. Captain America was fighting the good fight against Nazis. And then that kind of story got tired and off. And Captain America died off. It wasn't until years later that they said, hey, you know a character that's still out there that we can get the rights to? Let's get the rights to Captain America, bring him back, and reinvent his whole storyline for this new era and age of superheroes. Do you know how much heat Stan Lee and Jack Kirby caught for their introduction of the Black Panther around the exact same time when the Black Panthers came into prominence in America? Let me stop right there. So in other words, that would have been considered woke by today's standards. Oh, beyond woke. To create a character who is the ruler of a powerful African nation who is more agile, faster, quicker, uh, and stronger than Captain, Captain America, America. Yep. wealthier than than anyone, you know, and they're smarter than 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 uh, Mister Fantastic. He was everything, and they damn near wanted Marvel Comics burned down. They said, "You better stick to Luke Cage and give us the exploitation comic books." He said, "No, I'm going full on with this." The idea of of having comic book characters that are representative of everyone who would possibly want to read your comic book and even now having black superheroes in theaters leading, not being a sidekick, i.e. making billions of dollars like Black Panther. This is all relatively new, but the idea of comic books fighting to say something goes back to when the time when comic books were going to be banned because they were supposedly corrupting young children. Oh, then there's that as well. It, it seems like it's come full circle now, full circle where it's almost like people are afraid of comic books having a vision or having a say or painting metaphorically a world in which we could aspire to live in. And they act like these comic books are going to somehow corrupt children when the average comic collector's age is 30. I have not (laughs) been in a comic book shop in the last 20 years where I've seen anyone under the age of at a minimum 25. And that's just rare. But you've been in a comic shop and the the folks like Dean Cain never have. And here's some truth. Look, I respect Dean Cain for what he's done in a professional sense. I know that he played Superman. He wasn't Superman. He read some lines. I used to bust his ass on the basketball court in the Entertainment Basketball League. Used to cross him up time and time again. Yes, David, that's a true story. Entertainment Basketball League, we had the different companies. I played for Virgin Records, and he had a bunch of actors there on the same team together. You can ask him. He'll even tell you about it on Twitter. (laughs) Okay? We've talked about it. But I'm, I'm saying he's a passionate guy. And for some reason, he thinks he owns the identity of Superman because he read some lines as Superman. He has no idea about this character. He is the Kevin Sorbo of comic book actors. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. That part. And right. he, and I, I just have something that I'd like you guys to just ponder for a second. Try to imagine Superman watching Fox News and what his reaction would be to, for instance, all the immigrant bashing. Superman's an immigrant. There are uh, cartoons of Superman telling people not to, well, uh, in our words, punch down on immigrants or anybody who's different. Or, or what about the truth part of truth, justice, etc.? All their anti-vax disinformation that actually gets Uh-oh. people hurt. Oh, oh, oh! Look Uh-oh. out! You're gonna get some hate mail. Look Uh-oh. out! Now. Well, no, I'm just. <laughs> this, this isn't me editorializing. This is objective fact. 
these are things that can be proven objectively in the world no, that we live in. I'm with you, but people have co-opted, they have appropriated, they've corrupted the whole idea of what Superman the character was and what he is even today. And if you're saying that Superman is woke and you're trying to use that as some sort of of um pejorative, then you don't understand what the Superman character was about. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Superheroes are woke by definition. By definition. By definition. <laughs> the whole journey of of stepping up for always the little person, for always trying to right what's wrong in the world. Superheroes fight against politicians. They fight against corrupt uh, uh, gangsters. They fight yes. against crime. All of that has to do with them having some level of wokeness. Exactly. How do you think Superman, who stands up for truth, justice, and the American way, formerly the American way, I guess, would feel about lies about the election that literally destabilized the American way. I don't think he'd like it. Ooh. Mm. You're stepping on toes now, as I said. I love you're, it. You're stepping on toes. Well, then they're toes that need to be stepped on. But, but here's all I'm saying. Don't try to make Superman into your own political likeness. Don't try to do that. Or you can go ahead and start your own company like they were saying. Yeah, go ahead and start your company, create your own character, and let the market decide. I thought the American way was also capitalism. I, was, I thought that we would, we would get to decide. And, and if you're upset that DC Comics is using its own intellectual property rights to, to use Superman as it sees fit, if that bothers you, then there's something wrong with you. It's their character. Have you ever seen Superman wear an American flag? Have you ever seen him wear an american flag he wouldn't deface the flag like that because superman's all about respect hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Bipile, the only online comic book review column that can win as long as it keeps its head to the sky. My name is Hannibal Taboo and you can find everything you'd like to know about me using at sign H-A-N-N-I, B as in bounce, A-L, T as in tough, A, B as in bounce, U. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, MySpace, Plurk, the inside of Moff Gideon's cape, and everywhere that you'd like to be. These reviews are for books that came out October 13th, 2021, and there are four sections to the reviews. The first, the titular buy pile. It's for books that are so good they demand to be purchased in the moment or from series that have been great for some time. Let's start there with something we should be used to by now. Batman 89, number three, from DC Comics with the creative team of Sam Hamm, Joe Quinones, Leonardo Ito, and Clayton Cowles. Like a fine Greek or Shakespearean tragedy, Batman 89 number 3 continues to wonderfully depict the fall of Harvey Dent as Bruce Wayne gets reacquainted with two old friends, the Limelight and Catwoman. This literally picture-perfect continuation of the Michael Keaton-led cinematic experience outshines the Tommy Lee Jones experience and adds so much depth to the mythos of Two-Face. 
Harvey Dent is a glory-seeking politician, walking a fine line between serving the community that made him and chasing his own ambitions. When a teenager called Drake was thought to be inside a burning building, was it Harvey's desire to do good or to be seen to do good? It might even be hard to ask him, as he first imagines a life where he saved Drake and went on to greatness, only to wake up having breathed in sulfuric acid and having half his face burned off. This is the first step on a journey into troubling circumstances. It's amazing how writer Sam Hamm makes this so wonderfully fit the performances and tone of Billy D. Williams. Likewise, the artwork from Joe Quinones, Leonardo Ito, and Clayton Cowles brings this pastiche of the 90s noirish Gotham and the modern day to vibrant life with detail and clarity. Then there's the bat himself. Struggling with the weight of his work and desperate to avoid the limelight, with his perception shaken by the return of his love interest, Selena Kyle, who was supposed to be dead. He's also just meeting a teenager named Drake, who's put a lot of the answers together. These meetings are played with such perfect pacing that this really, really should be something we should have seen on the screen. For Batman fanatics, this may be just about perfect. And for even the casual fan, this is extremely excellent storytelling. Climb in, the Bat bandwagon's got room. The rating here would be bye. The next book would be Six Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton, number five from Image Comics with the creative team of Kyle Starks, Chris Schweizer, and Liz Trice Schweizer. This book is ridiculous. That's really the only way to look at Six Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton, number five. And it literally spends, and this is not an exaggeration, 20 pages of fight scenes. Fight, 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 punch, punch, punch. As an army of stuntmen attack these six former actors who worked with this action star, Trigger Keaton, essentially a much more obnoxious Chuck Norris. It's really super engaging. There's not a lot to it, and truthfully, if you haven't been along for the ride, this may not resonate with you, but it's really, really engaging content that manages to slip in some characterization, slip in some plot stuff, and move us towards what I presume is the ultimate issue next month. This is a surprise. It's been a surprise all along. Six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton, that rating would be bye. The next section of our reviews is called Honorable Mentions. It's for books that were good, but maybe had some deficit or some challenge that would make it difficult for you to pull the funds out of your cryptocurrency and slap it down for this book. Let's start here with Shang-Chi, number five, from Marvel Comics, with the creative team of Gene Luen Yang, DK Ruan, Triona Farrell, and Travis Lanham. When you have dozens upon dozens of costume adventurers working hundreds upon hundreds of disparate battles against evil, sooner or later, those plans may run afoul of each other. In Shang-Chi No. 5, the newly cinematic master fighter falls under suspicion of established heroes, and that leads to some problematic elements. Shang-Chi's father was the head of the Five Weapons Society, a massive international criminal organization with five branches, each named for a deadly martial discipline, dagger, hammer, etc., each one was also headed by one of his children. When that father died, Shang-Chi inherited control and decided to change the family business from crime to, well, sort of not crime and working to help people. Yes, this is exactly the same gag as Agents of Atlas, just without a giant dragon. In any case, Shang-Chi's newly repurposed collective of martial artists have done some admittedly questionable things for the right reasons, and that leads to some ironic circumstances when the five weapons societies offered the chance to buy a very special briefcase full of weapons. 
Jin Lun Yang's script is very clever in the way it shows Shang-Chi, who has no extraordinary durability or power, using his extraordinary training and preparation to outwit master criminals and a futurist genius alike. Likewise, the artwork from D.K. Ruan, Triana Farrell, and Travis Lanham, including a classic martial arts trope that's very fun. Savvy uses of element of continuity as well create a wonderful tapestry. But there is a problematic element. Iron Man plays a role, not just of an aggrieved victim of larceny, but setting up an elaborate ruse to investigate where a simple conversation might have gotten better results. This is only vexing because some of the people who went along with it, people who know all too well about the weight of unfair accusations, just say, all right, cool. Yang's script plays this element without self-awareness, giving these characters the weight of their privilege in being other than Shang-Chi as their justification. At this point, it's hard to say if this is a good story point that will give the titular character a chance to prove himself better than those who doubted him, or just another case of that old fragility in carrying people who might benefit from a fifth of the grace these characters have known for decades. Intriguing work nonetheless, and there's room for this Five Weapons Society saga to truly establish Shang-Chi as a power capable of standing aside Earth's mightiest heroes. That rating would be honorable mention. Next book up we have is Clear Number One, a comicsology original from Scott Snyder, Francis Manipal, and Anne World Design. Imagine a world where you could slide on or permanently install, truth be told, a veneer. So all of a sudden you see the world of My Little Pony, or you see Transformers, or you see Star Wars, or whatever you'd like. And this is a software that is available to essentially everyone. The real world becomes dingy and unimportant. Its actual decorations, irrelevant paint decorations for parties. Who needs them? Because everybody's going to see the world the way that they want. This concept is deep and interesting and super well done. So to it, Scott Snyder's script added a noirish detective who decides not to use this veneer. He sees the world as it really is. And that gives him both advantages and disadvantages in the script. From a walking-in-the-door standpoint, this is fascinating. From an execution standpoint, it lacks some oomph in terms of characterization, in terms of really getting you in touch with the detective and why he is the way he is and why he's doing the things he does. Many noir elements do that. Many noir stories have a problem where they just present things and accept you just roll with the plot. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Here, it would be a rating of honorable mention. The next section of our review is called The Meh Pile for books that happen, but I don't remember them, and many people probably won't either. There, we have books like Blue and Gold, number three, Amazing Spider-Man, number 76, Avengers, number 49, Eternals Forever, number one, which is a little hokey, Kang, The Conqueror, number three, which was really like, oh, we're just driving back to this place. We're literally driving in circles. Star Wars Dr. Aphra, number 15. Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters, number 5, even though you did get a nice last page look at something continuity-wise that was like, oh, that's what we're doing. Okay, that's interesting. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, on down the line. The last section of our reviews is called the No, Just No area. And in this section, we look at books that are abjectly terrible and should not be purchased under any circumstances. Strange Adventures, number 12 from DC Comics is finished. I'm glad it's finished. Alana avoids responsibility. They treat Mr. Terrific as a servant. It's not worth the drama that it took to get here, and the end resolution is not very satisfying. So, still, there were two purchases, and this week should be seen as a win. Please go check out False Flag for free every Friday this fall at operative.net.
Imagine if professional wrestling met G.I. Joe. Also look for Project Wildfire number one in comic book stores November 24th. So please check that out. Thank you again to Mo and Tuala for having me here. Please wear your mask. Please get vaccinated. And I'll talk to you next time. Hey guys, Mo Kelly here. The new daily Nerdorama podcast is featured on iHeartRadio. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed to get your daily dose of nerd news. Also available on iTunes, Spreaker, and all the top podcasting apps. It's free and perfect for everyone in your nerd family. Nerdorama is produced by Tuala Sharp and continues to be a segment on the Mo Kelly Show. Weekends on KFI Los Angeles. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nerdorama News. Until next time, keep it comic. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.